comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Slowly losing our grip on reality. Everybody. Welcome to Half Hour Wasted episode 510. 510. Right. 510. We are. Can I a, go ahead and go on record here as saying that I don't mind girl drinks? No, go for it. Is this no. a good time? Everybody, everybody in the Half Hour Wasted listening audience, uh, all, all of you, um, all one of you, uh, I just want to say that I like girl drinks. There's nothing Way wrong to with go. that. Nothing wrong with that. Dude, you want to put an umbrella in something and a little sugar around the rim in? You know, you want to put something uh, you know, in a giant bowl that, that eight people drink out of that has like little alligators and stuff floating in it? In. I won't Trick do that up. because that's nasty. COVID. Well, not, you know, that, yeah, that, was, that is nasty. That was I, we did I will do my own backwash. Thank you very much, sir. That was you know, that was something we did back in 2019, back when you could get away with that kind of stuff. That's but, what it, you know, but back then, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I always greeted my friends by uh, by spitting in each other's mouths. Oh and, gosh, you know, we we've we've stopped that. That's one of the concessions we've made to our current age is that uh, we we have stopped spitting each other's mouths. So another mm. concession we've made is that we're recording on Saturday as opposed to Sunday. We're normally a, a, a Sunday morning recording show, but Brad, why are we minute. recording on Saturday? Oh, yes. This is Saturday? It is. This <laughs> is awesome. I've got a whole other day left of the weekend. It's nice, isn't it? Um, I thought I had to go back to work tomorrow. This is fantastic. I did not have to work today uh, or tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going camping by myself, which is pretty awesome i went last year there's a Mm -hmm. there's an army corps of engineer park on lake Louisville, which i live next to which feels like a state park i mean it's really nice so it's far enough away that i can you know from the civilization i'm on the lake i'm camping uh and if i need to uh go to walmart it's two and a half minutes away (laughs) so so uh, I am leaving tomorrow on Sunday for camping, so I'll be using the morning to get ready and things like that. And um, yes. So that's why we're recording today. I'm really looking forward to it. The only bad thing is it's supposed to rain uh, over the next couple of days. Oh. Uh, well, well, how long are you, you going to be out there? I'll be out there for two nights, um, and uh, it's supposed to rain pretty hard on one of those days. But you know what? I'm a I'm an Eagle Scout. I've been camping many times in the rain. There's nothing worse than tr- trying to start a fire in the rain. That's the absolute worst. But I can do it. Yeah. So uh, so as an Eagle Scout, I guess you'll be out there and you'll be on the lookout for old ladies that need help 
being crossed uh, across the road, yes. I guess. <laughs> yes. I'll will, be helping old ladies. Will you be ladies. building a park bench while you're out there? No. I, uh, will you be selling I guess you've already got your Eagle Scouts, so you don't need to build yeah. a park bench. I don't, I don't need a, a, a community project. I don't need that. Okay. I, got, I got my okay. Eagle Scout badge. Um, I will be helping any old lady that needs help across the street to to dump her trash in the big trash bin that's right there for okay. everybody. Okay. The communal dumpster at the at the park. Yeah, it um, makes sense, man. I will well, be I starting. Hope, I hope you I hope you enjoyed a quiet time. And are you? What are you gonna do with your phone? Are you gonna turn it off and just kick back, or are you, is that gonna be your entertainment while you're out there? No, I'll bring um, books to read. Uh, I'll I'll have my phone with me, but. You know, it's not like I'm relying on that. You know, I'll I'll have a cooler of beer and a fire pit and a uh, a big ten by ten foot canopy to sit under me underneath if it's raining. Um, nice. I'll just sit there and enjoy nature and not look at my phone until it rings or a text message. You know, you should take just, some you should take some keyboards in your stand up face. That would be cool too. I thought about bringing my podcasting equipment out there, but that'd be just a pain in the rear. Well, you don't want that to get you don't want that to get rained on. No, no. I just think it'd be cool if like some of the other campers, you know, heard uh, off in the distance. I will bring. Yeah, I will bring a a guitar with me. You know, you know. Speaking of being one with nature, this morning. So I, I, you know, my favorite thing to do on Saturday is just to wake up on my own without an alarm clock. So, woke up at about seven thirty on my own. Took care of the dog. By the way, you I woke up, back door, got out of bed, dragged a comb across your head, across my head. Nice. Um, I left my back door wide open all night long. Last all night Lionel long. Richie. So, so anyone could have come in and uh, you know stabbed me. But I'm pretty sure no one did because, or no one came in because NASA would have, would have, you know. Pretty sure nobody them. stabbed me because <laughs> well, I'm not experiencing any pain at the it. moment. Yeah, well, let's, let's be honest. NASA would have slept through it. Yeah, but uh, I, uh, so I went outside. Uh, <laughs> I, I went outside to the back and I'm just hanging out there and NASA sniffing around and uh, the squirrels are chasing each other and uh, I saw a rare miss by a squirrel. Squirrel jumped from one tree to another, missed the tree, oh. fell down. I mean, easily ten feet. That was a ten thousand uh, dollar video opportunity you missed right there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But the squirrel, canned laughter you know, and everything. I mean, the the squirrel quickly recovered and jumped. Uh, jumped on another nearby tree, but that's a rare miss. I've never seen a squirrel miss a jump like that. You know, I bet here in the next couple of days, you might actually find a, a small woodland creature somewhere nestled inside your house. Oh, <laughs> I hope so. Little, be with the little bandage on its head. Yeah, it's got the little white bandage around its head, God, covering <laughs> one of its eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of, just kind of holding its, holding its head and its little, little useful little hands. My, oh, uh, man. my parents in their house has like a easily a fourteen, fifteen foot vaulted ceiling, uh, in the living room. Um, you guys maybe even yeah. remember the the living it's room nice, and how yes. high the ceiling goes. Um, but anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I was on the phone with my mom, and she started shrieking. Ah, mom, what's going on? No, There's no. a bird in the house. <laughs> how did a how did a bird get in the house? We, when I was a kid, we had a pet canary or whatever, and it, whenever it would escape its cage, it 
and the, the fireplace is made of stone, and it, the stone goes all the way up to the ceiling. Well, the bird, who's, by the way, the bird's name was Chico. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Kevin, my brother named him. My brother named him Chico. I don't okay. know why I don't remember. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a pet bird named Chico. Feels like a nickname from a bygone era. No, we had a pet bird named Chico. Anywho, it would when it would escape, it would alight on one of the stones that was kind of sticking out a bit from the the Warford. fireplace. Uh, anyway, so uh, the bird that got in the the house the other day apparently it stayed there a couple of days and then finally it just got out. I'm like, did you guys ever? I was over there one night, you know, helping with something or having dinner or something, and I said, did you guys ever figure out? Uh, how the bird got in. They're like, no, and we didn't. So when I left, I opened the front door and on their front door at this time of year, my mom always hangs a big bushy wreath made of like real stuff. Nice. And uh, as I opened the front door, a bird poked its head out of the wreath and flew away out into the front yard. And I said, I figured out how the bird got in the house. (laughs) So apparently they were nesting in that wreath and when somebody opened the the front door, the bird, without whoever it was noticing, the bird <laughs> snuck in and flew the other way into the house. Now, what kind or, of bird was it? Was it a fun just, bird, like, like a, a blue little, jay or a cardinal or something, just, or a uh, robin? Or, I don't know. It was, was it like an, an awful tinny grackle how, or crow? How many names of birds do you know, Bill? Let's hear them all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you no, stop it, Brad. No! Uh, oh, wait, anyways, okay, here I, I got something. This will make everybody laugh. This okay. is great. I recently saw a great commercial on TV. It's for something called uh, Sunanot, which is a gummy laxative. Okay, I mean laxatives are kind of funny on themselves, right? Well, it depends on where you put it, right? But the uh, but the uh, um, the spokesperson for this is <clears throat> Bill's looking up a list of birds right now. Look at that. <laughs> Bill, stop! I will, I will disconnect you from the Skype call if you mention one more bird name. Uh, no. So let so ah, he did it. The spokesperson, the spokesperson is a talking gummy, which is you know that that's funny. But here, but here's what the gummy says towards the end of the commercial. He says, "You just take me before bedtime, and in the morning it's showtime." No, that's funny. That's a pretty good no. slogan. That's a pretty no. good slogan. I don't want tickets I like it. to that show. I, want, I like it. I, <laughs> I like that a lot. Did you guys ever see the ad? Did you guys ever see the ad for the Squatty Potty? Yeah, it was almost as bad. Where the uh, the little unicorn uh, goes poo poo's the Squatty Potty and his poo poo's with yeah. rainbows. Yeah, you know sparkling what? rainbows. You know what commercials like this I are missing? Have a squatty Potty. You know what commercials like this should have more of? Are these? What's that? Fart sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two can do it. You know, when I start dating the next woman I start dating, whoever that is, I'm just going to have to be right up front and honest with her. You know, say we're at a coffee or we're having dinner or whatever. I'll be like, mm-hmm. look, I just got to get this out up front. I just have to be honest with you. I love fart jokes. <laughs> Poop jokes will always be funny to me. So if you would like to leave right now, I'll take you home. I'm just going to have to be honest. Or I'll call you an Uber or whatever. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, uh, I, I, I have never been able to get. And then, get past the if she, joke. if I say that to her, and she 
she kind of leans over and lifts one cheek up, and I hear this. I know that's the girl I'm going to marry. Yeah. So, Brad, what was your first date like? <laughs> it was love at first. See, I think, to me, the perfect woman is someone who actually doesn't have those processes. They, I don't see. I don't think women do that. Oh, dude, they don't exist, oh. and I'll tell you why. Because my mother's mother, my Mimi, yep. God rest her soul, yes. <laughs> we were at her uh, daughter, no, her sister's uh, daughter, how my cousin and my cousin-in-law once removed or something like that. My cousin's house. She was my cousin too. But anywho, we're at her house and they lived in Hockley, Texas. And they lived on like a couple of acres out in the huge, gorgeous pine trees. The big front yard was amazing. All the families down there for Christmas or something like that. We're all in the front yard, just kind of milling around. And I'm kind of walking up by behind my Mimi who's standing by herself. And I hear this. And I said, Mimi. And she turns around. And she, what, honey? She's from Clarksville, Texas, where all oh, her what? syllables have, all her words have multiple syllables in them. <laughs> and she says things like squash, casserole. What's for dinner, Mimi? Squash, casserole, and fried chicken. Anyway, I love her and I miss her. But anyway, uh, I walked up behind her, and she did that. I said, Mimi, I heard that. She goes, heard what, hun? <laughs> I'm like, you just tooted. I would never say fart in front of my Mimi, right? And plus, I'm, well, you know, right. I'm a respectful teenager. You're not a monster. Right. I didn't ever. I would never do that. I'm like, Mimi, I heard really? you. So the point is, Bill, they all do it. Uh, they, I have, even I, the I sweetest have dated a, angels on earth do it. <laughs> I just, no. I have dated a woman that, uh, you know, you, you, I would ask her, so what do you want to do for dinner tonight? She'd say, how about this? <laughs> there you go. Always made Damn. me laugh. Always made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as the windows are open and you've got really powerful ceiling fans, maybe. But I just I don't want to think about that. Girls don't do that. You're wrong. You know what Rise of the Skywalker back. needed? It was really missing was more of these. <laughs> That's what Rise of the Skywalker was missing, Frank. I think we both oh, know yeah. it. Like when uh, when Kylo Ren of- and 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 Ray they they mm-hmm. are looking at each other after he's now now he's not Kylo anymore he's Ben Solo when he saves right. her life and brings her back from the dead and they're looking at each yeah. other and right before they lean in and kiss if that had happened that scene I would have loved that scene it would have just <laughs> oh, yeah. been the best and he could have gone kind of go I, I, the dark side is no longer in me and then that would have just just made the movie. <laughs> I just, I, I think it's a shame that they had to cut that scene out where, yeah, he looks up at her through his eyes that were just, just recently dead. And he looks up at her and he goes, he goes, who stepped on that duck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of romance and dating, I was watching uh, an episode of Star Trek next gen. Mm-hmm. It was an episode called oh. Cupid. It's the one where Picard uh, uh, and Q makes him goes uh, puts him in a reality where Robin Hood is real. So Picard is is uh, Robin Hood. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Gotta love, I'm just <laughs> gotta love that stars on 45 tree. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there's a scene in there where Picard meets an old flame of his. Uh huh. And they, and they French so hard. Wow. I've never noticed it before, but it is it is early on in the episode, and Picard just goes in. Man, it is just open-out. <laughs> exactly. I don't uh, think... Picard, what what so season was that? Do you I happen to know? That it, it was drop. actually uh, season four towards the end. Hmm. Hmm. Was that uh, with Vash? Yeah, it's Vash. Is Lady Vash? Yeah, it was her. It was her. Vash. There was something about Vash. The last episode, and I got the Vash reference. Nailed it. There was something about Vash. I'm on a hot streak. Let's see. She ended up, at the end of that one, she ended up dating Q because he could take her wherever. And then I seem to remember there's an episode where they break up. Yeah. Q has a broken heart over her. That's weird. I mean, he could just snap his fingers and make another one who's not so confrontational. Right. That's what he, that's what he should do. And make one that doesn't that doesn't do that. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, Star Trek, um, you know, we, we briefly touched the Mandalorian uh, last week, but we have spent very, very little time talking about Discovery Season 3. Oh, is it on? Oh, wait, we were going to talk about Wonder Woman, too. All right. Yeah, talk about Star Trek Three. I still haven't seen one episode of Discovery. Ever. Ever. I've watched I'm, the I've watched the first two seasons, Bill. I'm yeah. I'm I'm beside myself. Um. Okay. The first. Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, how I'm not going to pay for a service where I watch one show that I don't want to watch. Um. Yeah. I, that's about. Oh, Brad. I'm, I'm it's on CBS right now. It. By the way, they're doing the first season of Star Trek Discovery on CBS. Like on, on Sundays, I live think. TV. Yeah, on live TV. CBS. Nobody watches live TV anymore, Frank, unless yeah. it has yeah. to do with politics yeah. or football. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But anyway, so Bill. So, good. so what's up with the with Discovery season three? So, season. You know how season two ended. Um, they're they're like alert. maybe five hundred years in the future. Yeah. Minor spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't started season three yet, but has seen the end of season two, is that. At the end of season two, Discovery jumps 932 years into the future. And so season three is about them dealing with the fallout of them jumping 932 years into the future. And it's getting really, really interesting. Um, We are now on the fifth or sixth episode of the third season. uh, Sixth episode, I believe. I just started it uh, before we started taping. And um, by the time this podcast airs, the seventh episode will be out. I have no idea what's happening in it. But... uh, um, Star Trek, you know, the first two seasons of Disco were basically um, were basically long books. You know, it was basically uh, the, each season was pretty much a Stephen King novel. Um, I didn't. It was, it was you know, one I, continuous story with threads woven through it. But right, I, I but, struggled a little bit with the first season, mostly because they were yeah. trying to do something grand, and yes. uh, it just for me it, it was a little all over the place. There were some nice things in it. But I struggled with it a little. Uh, I I understand. I, I think that uh, season one uh, was a really interesting experiment. And um, uh, I, there was a twist in the middle, which at the time really thrilled me. But it turns out that twist may have been counterproductive to 
the the entire arc of the show. I'm talking about uh, Captain Lorca, by the way. Um, season two, they try to go a little bit lighter, and they introduce uh, Captain Pike uh, in charge of the starship Enterprise. Um, and they have adventures with Captain Pike as the which, captain of Discovery. Through which season was two. delightful. Uh, uh, I had so much fun with season two, and they yes. didn't. They didn't um, dwell too long on the spore drive, which I yes. just that technology is just too weird for me, and it doesn't. It, it's too convenient to get out of any situation. They they have not painted to me. It's like Superman. It's just like it's it can do almost anything. So why don't they use it more often? Right, right. It's like uh, it's like how come in every Flash comic he's in danger because he can run faster than light. So nah, he can pretty much get out of whatever it is you're you're doing to him. You know, yeah. it's like don't tell me someone who can run that fast has to worry about Captain Cold. Right. Yeah. So you've got to figure out how to get around this invincibility. And uh, no, I see what you mean. Um, uh, the third season picks up though, and it is still there. Still feels like there's there's going to be a season long arc of some sort emerge, but to this point, it's been pretty much standalone episodes. Uh, uh, Brad, in particular, I think would would find this an encouraging note that uh, season three has felt much more episodic to this point. Okay, listen, uh, if you can tell me, yeah, that the show when I'm after it introduces ridiculous technology that should never have even existed before Pike or before Kirk and Spock, if you can right. tell me they can they can can convincingly convince me that it happened and there's a reason we've never known about it, I'll give the show a shot. There, they do explain uh, all those issues uh, by the end of season two. But is it convincing? Did well, Bill McGonnell buy it? it? I, I did buy it. It's, uh, it, it, you know, you have to swallow a lot of things when you're dealing with, you know, the suspension of disbelief in a sci-fi show. So you have to suspend disbelief. If you can do that, as you know, if you can suspend disbelief to go see Iron Man two, you can suspend disbelief to watch Discovery. Brad, and, uh, I, I could tell you, I could tell you how, how they uh, how they deal with it, and it's no big surprise. It's no big uh, uh, twist or anything. They simply, the Federation goes, we can never talk about this. Only the higher ups know about this technology. Do we they kill everybody else who, who knows no. about it? <laughs> no, they don't. So those all the say, lower will never talk about this again. The lower, you said higher ups, all the lower downs that know about it, they keep their word and never talk about it. Hey, yeah. Well, in this universe, of, be, because you're in the Federation, you are honor bound. That's stretching the boundaries of credulity, <laughs> in my opinion. I don't like it either. Listen to me. Listen to me. I want to like it. You know why? Because I love Star Wars. I want to watch it. I said I didn't want to watch it. I want to watch it, but I'm afraid to watch it. Because guess what? <laughs> I watched Star Trek Enterprise. I was excited about it. Guess what? It sucked big donkey balls and spat in the face of everything that I held dear about Star Trek. I don't want to feel that way again, Bill. I felt the same way when I watched Enterprise. I felt like it was a betrayal, uh, essentially. Um, I like it. And uh, but, but I will say this. Discovery is a different... You animal. like white rice if with salt to, on it, Frank. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to compare I don't, uh, I don't love it. I just like it. 
Enterprise and Discovery are apples and kumquats. Okay. Or I would say that that Discovery and um, uh, Enterprise are birds of paradise and woodpeckers. Okay, listen. I know a guy. Okay. I know a guy. And this guy can give me access to Star Trek Discovery, if you know what I'm saying. You mean uh, maybe a little Star Trek Discovery fell off the back of a truck? I'm in the Walmart parking lot. This van pulls up to me, right? Yeah. Hey, guy. Hey, hey. Hey, you need some Star Trek Discovery? I got these discounted Star Trek Discovery episodes right here. I I got too many of them. I got to get rid of them cheap. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, Now, you like Picard, though, right? Yes, I liked Picard a lot. How did you see Picard? Because it was free. It was? They were running a promo. They were running a promo. Do you remember where you could access Uh, CBS All Access for free and watch um, like for a month or whatever? So what I did is I I waited until... I don't remember the details, but there was a time when it was free and I didn't have to pay for it. Brad, Brad, uh, if you... I was looking through old text the other day, and you sent us a screenshot of that uh, promo code because that's what I ended up doing. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. It was a promo code. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's how I watched Picard too, and I did it just like you did. I, I kind of waited towards the end, and then I crammed it in. I mean, there was you know some things about it that I didn't, I didn't care for, <laughs> but um, like the plot. No, there were some story elements that seemed forced and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, um, I, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. And, you know, anything that Seven of Nine is in, I'll watch. Yeah. I will say this. If you were there able to get with uh, Picard, um, I don't see any reason why you can't warm up to Discovery. Can you guys hear it the, feels the ship like, noise, by the way? Yes. I'm yes, sure it's, it's annoyed plenty of the listeners. Yeah. Um, I would say that um, uh, the Picard and Discovery are more like... Uh, they're more like sparrows and finches. Uh, he did like, it again. He brought in two more birds. I knew he, he was going to yeah. do it. Bill Bill has been been bringing it back around to the beginning. You know, Brad, I, I thought we were both consciously just ignoring it because he's been dropping bird names here and there. And I that's the first ones that registered to me. That's funny. <laughs> Bill, ever since I met you back in the early days of 1303 Marsh Lane, when you were right. known as Hollywood Bill McGonnell. Uh, uh, do people actually know that? They do now. I've I've always adored you, man. You're the best. <laughs> I always thought. Now, in my defense, I always thought Hollywood was. Uh, I, I thought it was a, a nickname given to me uh, uh, by people that didn't know me well because I'm the last person you would you would actually uh, uh, give a nickname Hollywood to. Dude, but Frank, whatever. At the risk of at the risk of telling an old story again, I'll tell you this. Bill McGonnell, he had a full set of hair. He was dreamy. He wore sunglasses. He wore those big poofy sweaters. He'd walk in with a book in his back pocket, and there, yeah. you'd be like, there's Hollywood McGonnell. 
And then so we would do these live shows, right, where he's on camera. And this is how I got to know Bill. We would run camera together in the studio. And a cameraman that's worth his salt, right, would have two hands on the camera. They'd be looking at the monitor. They'd be looking at where they were going. They'd be looking at the stage. They'd be, you know how when you're driving a car, your eyes are constantly moving from mirror to mirror to front to back to mirror, side, side, front, back, side, side, front. This is what a good cameraman does. He looks at the monitor. He looks at the floor to make sure he's not going to run over a cable or somebody's foot. He looks at the stage. He's looking at the talent. He's looking back at the monitor. He's got both hands on the thing. And he's like moving smooth and all this stuff. This is how a professional cameraman would run camera, right? Not Hollywood Bill McGonnell. This nope. is how Hollywood Bill McGonnell would go. He'd be he'd uh, he'd have one hand on the camera and he'd have a paperback book in his left hand, right? <laughs> and he'd be he'd go, all right, guys, we got ten minute, ten seconds, ten seconds, going live in ten seconds. Here we go. And he'd put his eyes on the book. He'd put his eyes on his book and he'd go, five, four, three. His eyes never left the paper. It was probably a Dune book. It was probably a Dune book. Two, one. And then the talent would start talking. And he'd be moving the camera. It was perfect. You'd have this zoom in and this perfect dolly move. His eyes never left the left, left the page. It was like it was like amazing. It was amazing. If his boss had seen the way he was running camera in there, he would have been fired immediately. <laughs> Hey, uh, according to uh, the great Mike Peacock, uh, I was uh, one of two five-star cameramen in the history of, uh, of uh, Westcott. So, I'm telling you, I was yeah. in awe. I was well, in awe. Well, the, the thing is, um, I, I uh, relied on uh, talent, and uh, I'll admit, maybe I didn't put the work in. <laughs> but, you know, up to a certain level, you know, talent can, can get you so far, you know? So, Bill had, uh, had done his 10,000 hours, so it just came naturally. Mm. No, I mean, I didn't need to do 10,000 hours. I needed like like 10 hours, and I was the best. Mm-hmm. So worked out pretty well. <clears throat> Bill, I wouldn't right. trade a minute. I wouldn't trade a thing in, a, in the 20-plus years we've known each other. I, I love you so damn mm-hmm. hard. Uh, and, and have I ever told you how much I, I appreciate it? each other's mouths that, now? What'd you well, say, Frank? It's been a while since we've done What did Frank that. say? Um, yeah, he, he, he went with a spinning That's gross, reference. dude. Yeah, it's a little gross. That's um, a callback from earlier. And I've never, I don't know if I've ever actually apologized to you, Brad, because uh, back in those days, uh, I was still a kid. You were a kid. We were all kids. And uh, I may have needed to have grown up a little tiny bit, but we'd have these like 8 a.m. calls. And we'd like go on the air at eight thirty or something like that. And man, uh, you would—I'm sure you would be there at freaking seven fifty-nine, ready to rock. And I would roll in. I would roll in after a hard night at like like eight twenty-one. And so like you'd have the cameras set up, and and you did this. You did this more often than not, probably. And I just want you to know that that I always understood that you were a better man than I was. And um, I just you know I I. To this day, I still think about that from time to time, and I still appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so I love you too, baby. You know why I did that, Bill? I because I don't know. I'll tell you what. Because I needed you. Oh man, I needed you in my life. I needed you in the Sweet studio. I needed you as a coworker. I wasn't going to let anything tarnish your image. I love that. Right. And you know, if uh, if if you had let something tarnish my image, I wouldn't be where I am today. Let me tell a Frank story. So Uh-oh. Frank is fresh at the company when we moved to 
4101, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm doing this stupid video that is like a building tour, right? And Frank, how many days? It might have been days that you had been at the company, or was it maybe a week? Let's be generous and say a week. Okay. Frank Frank had come in. He's brand new, fresh-faced, still had a good attitude. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm making this silly video about it's a it's a it's a building tour video for new employees to orient them to the building. And I was being silly like I want to do. Right. So uh, we I, we didn't have a gymnasium in this building. And I said, around the corner, here's, you know, when you're watching the thing, you see me walking down the hall around the corner. Here's the gymnasium and the camera pans over and it's Frank. Lean back on this chair, and he's lifting a couple of videotapes up, and he's struggling to get these videotapes up. <laughs> Frank is like he's been at the company five days. This, you know, he joined. He came first day was Monday. This might have been Friday or the next Monday, and we're getting Frank to do the stupidest stuff. And I tell you what, within weeks, within weeks, Frank had everybody in the building under his spell. Every last person. Frank was the best of us at this place we all worked at. He was the absolute best of us. And I'm not using hyperbole. I am not being silly. I mean it. You were the best of us, Frank, and still yes. are. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I'm right, My right now. I feel that like just flipping here. this podcast equipment table up right now. I'm so pumped. I want to jump off the balcony and see if I can reach the pool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you brad that's super sweet uh um, it's the truth that means a lot too it's the truth i love you guys yeah. so much maybe it's thanksgiving week time this time of year yeah. but gosh darn it if i don't love you both oh man well let's just get it out of the way i love you too bill and brad and i love you guys man Ah. <laughs> uh. I guess yeah. there's a reason we've been we've been doing this this crazy ass podcast for like 13 years now. There's a so. reason we're friends, and you know what? Yeah. You can't yeah. put it into words. You know what? I, I don't regret the second of it. You, you can't, can't put have it into words. I want it. I want it. <sighs> All right. I'm gonna keep it. That's beautiful. So everybody, go watch uh, Discovery. Uh, uh, Discovery's pretty awesome, and uh, we'll get Brad cut up one of these days. You know what, Bill? I'll I'll give yes. it a shot. This is my Christmas present to you, Bill. I will give it a shot. I think you'll find it interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, are you Brad, about to? Be, before we are you about to die, Bill? What's oh going on there? Okay. I, I'm you, sorry. We got I, uh, Bill choked up, Frank. Yeah. I know. I well, the little choked up, but then I also decided it'd be a good idea to try to swallow a pineapple cider into my lungs. Uh. So, <clears throat> apologies for that. I know, I've only got nine fingers left, and now I've got freaking <laughs> cider in my lungs. So I'm, I'm a mess, dude. I'm, it's a good thing you love me, because I may not be here much longer. <sighs> Brad, on the plus you... side, I've got a, on the plus side, I've got a new car I can go drive around in the rain. There you go. Not. High hey, five. Brad, you, you had mentioned um, Wonder, uh, some news about Wonder Woman, 1984. Oh, the... Uh, talk about. Just oh, briefly, yes. how... You know, this movie, because of COVID and whatnot, everything's been delayed. But Wonder Woman has been pushed back a few times. Well, they finally decided to release it in theaters on Christmas Day of 2020. But I think this is a first. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
but the last I heard, uh, and I think this is a first, that they're also releasing it on a streaming service, HBO Max, on the same day. Is this the first time this has ever happened, or do you have more information, um, Bill? Well, they did it with Mulan on Disney+, Plus, but it wasn't a simultaneous release in theaters. And Mulan, you had to pay 30 bucks for. Um, what they are doing as of, this is literally news as of this morning, which will be a week old by the time yeah. y'all hear it. So, you know, please go ahead and act surprised. Um, but as of this morning, news out of the HBO Max camp is that, yes, it is getting released in theaters and on HBO Max on Christmas Day simultaneously. Here's the cool part. I had a text exchange with Buddy Mike uh, yesterday wondering if they were going to charge us 30 bucks to watch an HBO Max. Here's the ticket. The ticket is the ticket costs nothing. It will be on HBO Max for gratis, assuming yeah. you have HBO Max yeah. for one month. Oh, okay. So one month? December 25th to January 25th, roughly, it will be available to watch for free on HBO Max. At that point, it's going to leave HBO Max and it's going to go. It's going to remain in theaters and then follow the normal uh, video on demand distribution route. Okay, so, so uh, that is super. Is that generous? Cool? Yeah, to do, very cool. Yeah, to do a month. You know what? Well, if they, they, even if this, they had done just a week, I think that would still be. Oh yeah, uh, if they'd done a weekend, uh, that would have been amazing. Um, yeah. So everybody, go get your uh, HBO Max subscription. Unless you actually, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. Yes. I want to see Wonder Woman 84 in a movie theater badly. I want to see all these movies in a movie theater badly. But this is a pretty good uh, consolation prize that you can sit the kids down on the freaking sofa yeah. and roll tape on Wonder Woman 84. I'm just going to roll my, my gaming chair like three feet from my big 65-inch 4K TV and watch it that way. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably, uh, probably going to get HBO Max just for that reason. And... Uh... And uh, and 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 enjoy it. I, that's very exciting. That is very generous. They're going to lose money on this deal, of course. But, I don't know, uh, man. I, I I I think that they that this will be a loss leader in effect. I'm not I'm not calling you a liar because right? I think you're right about this. But I don't think it's going to be as bad financially as it seems because my guess is there will be a ton of people signing up for HBO Max to see. Wonder Woman 84 on Christmas Day. So and I keep, don't think... Keep pure let me yeah. ask you this. And, and well, does, then, does HBO me, have me, to pay for the privilege of showing it? Or is the I movie studio just saying, here, please show this? HBO yeah. is owned by Warner Brothers, which owns Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. All right. So it's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of a company thing. This is going to be a very interesting uh, experiment, though. Because we've never seen, we've seen um, simultaneous release before, but never for something like this. You know, we've seen it for, you know, a random horror movie or whatever, but we've never seen it for what is supposed to be a gigantic tentpole action blockbuster. Yeah, this so is this big is deal. breaking new ground, and I think it's it's really kind of cool. And I hope that it works out financially for HBO as well as Warner Brothers itself. Um, I'm not necessarily, you know, I, I'm. I think that the simultaneous release is clearly a, a reaction to these stupid COVID uh, times that we live in. And I do hope that that goes away and that you're forced to go see it in a theater, you know, here in six months or a year or whenever the hell it's safe to go back out again. Um, I, I would like to get back to that model because I, I movie theaters serve a, a, a real, you know, and important part in our communities 
And uh, I don't want to see movie theaters go away as we know them. Um, although it seems like, you know, it's getting closer and closer to the edge there. You see stories there. There's like a UK movie theater chain. I forget what, but they're talking about maybe closing forever because, you know, they can, you know, any company can wait so long with no revenues, but it, it can't be an indefinite thing. So, you know, think good thoughts for your, your local theater uh, purveyors. And, um, let's hope that uh, this works out for everybody. And so we don't want to see this model so, break theaters either. Yeah. So if this if this does work, it, like you said, Bill, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it would be interesting to see what Marvel does with Black Widow, because that was a movie that I was really looking forward to. And yes. that's on indefinite hiatus. Well, uh, and there are rumors uh, that um, I'm trying to remember what streaming service it was, but um, I think Marvel was saying if if they can get some streaming service or maybe it was a specific one, I forget. Um Basically, give us six hundred million dollars, and we will uh, let you uh, have Black Widow to stream. You mean what, other it, than Disney Plus? It would seem like be Disney well, Plus. I guess it would. Well, I guess it well, would be Disney. I doubt Disney Plus would pay for something like that. But if Netflix, yeah, you're right. you know, maybe Netflix would pay for something like that. I don't know. But I, I, I have a hard I, time thinking Disney would give that up, and so. They, that means they would never be able to put it on Disney. Now, Plus, one nice right? thing about Disney Plus is that Disney Plus, when they when they launched, you know, they had The Mandalorian and a catalog of old movies, and that was about it. And uh, they were expecting to have. I'm I, I'm sorry, I don't remember off the top of my head what the what the actual numbers were, but they expected to have X number of subscribers. You know, by this point, a year in, two years in, four years in, et cetera, they had a plan for how many subscribers they wanted to have by these year marks. Well, they have already got the number of subscribers that they thought it was going to take them four years to acquire. They've done it in one year. So Disney, uh, uh, so Disney Plus is making money. It's, and, and of course, Disney is hurting. You know, on the 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 theme parks and the cruise ships and the whatever, the theater, you know, openings and whatever. So Disney is not just flush and cash, but Disney plus has been a runaway unqualified smash hit success for them. And so maybe this means that they have a little bit of extra money to play with, and maybe they can do things like this for the audience. Uh, that's my hope. I also wonder if, because we hear, what have you guys heard? I, I, I read something yesterday about Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight. And I had heard that, did, that, that they were working on Moon Knight. I had no stinking idea that Oscar Isaac was attached to it. And well, so am I, just, am I just completely out of the loop, or is this a new thing? I haven't heard that. that total this was a couple weeks ago that they said he okay. was in talks for it. I have not heard an official confirmation that he is actually going to star in it. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, depending on the version of Moon Knight that they would choose, like if they use the current version of Moon Knight where he's schizophrenic, um, yeah. I, I kept imagining in my head a young uh, um, uh, Nicolas Cage would be great. <laughs> that would, it, that would be really like good. Casting, but yeah. I mean, he's too old now to do it. But yeah. uh, but that kept popping in my head. It's just like, man. That would be so cool. That but, would be pretty. Uh, but we're past, pretty we're past good. that. By the way, Bill, yeah. Disney has seventy-three million subscribers. 
Uh, Netflix, by comparison, has 195 subscribers. I don't wow. know if that's worldwide or U.S., but yeah. uh, but those are the number of subscribers, just FYI. Interesting. Yeah, I do. The, the one stat I remember hearing was that they literally expect to have this many subscribers after year four, and they've had it open for one year now. And so that's that's pretty impressive. But, you know, when you think about the price point, seven bucks a month for a, the Disney catalog, it's it's kind of almost worth it for that. This is... This is the Frank theory of have uh, of, of own nothing, have everything. That you know, I just seven bucks a month makes it real stinking easy to just say, you know what, just give it to me, and I'll worry about it from there. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat with CBS, even though all I use it for is Star Trek. It's like, dude, you know, I could pay six ninety nine a month for it. I pay nine ninety nine a month for it because I can't take the commercials, um, and uh, yeah, I just you know. I just I look at myself and I go ten bucks, man. That's like that's like a semi expensive lunch. And now that I take my lunch to work every day, it's like you know what? You can have your ten bucks. Give me my Star Trek on demand, and uh, I have no regrets. So, yeah, that's how streaming services done to us. And and we knew it was going to happen. And it took guess what? It took far less time uh, to happen than uh, we thought it might. Now all of a sudden you sit there and you go, what do I want to watch? Well, I don't know which one. Which streaming service do I have right. to log on to yeah. to surf? You know, and it's just like I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already tired of that uh, uh, paradigm. But guess what? It's the way of the future. So get used to it, everybody. I, I don't pay for them all because I get Hulu for free through Sprint. Okay. And mm-hmm. Ashley bought the Disney bundle, and she created a profile for me. Cool. But, but I can watch Netflix, which I pay for, Disney, Hulu, HBO Max, which I pay for. So I've got yeah. four of them right there at my fingertips. Yeah, it's pretty I, amazing. Uh, do you have Prime also? And I am an Amazon Prime member, so yeah. yes, I yeah. get that as yeah. well. There you go. So from a television standpoint, uh, I have, I only have Disney Plus. Uh, I dropped all my streaming services a couple years ago, not because uh, uh, they're too expensive or anything. It's just uh, I was not using them. Like I went like two or three months without turning on Netflix, and I just thought, you know what? I'll just get it when something interests me. Right. And so I do it kind of a la carte. Like uh, I would not have gotten Disney Plus. Uh, unless, but Brad had mentioned, hey, let's talk about Mandalorian. So I had to get it. Well, I can only and assume so, that you recently re-upped your Netflix uh, subscription because of Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween. Uh, no, I have. Right. I haven't had. I haven't oh. had Netflix in a while. That movie was surprisingly funny. Really? Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm sure I'll get it. I'm sure I'll sign up at at some point. But uh, I have been more kind of focused on video games and uh, podcasts. That's where I spend a lot of my entertainment time. That's cool. Let's see, I've, yeah. I've gotten back out of playing video games. I, I kind of, every every year or so, I'll, I'll try to play video games, and I'll realize that I'm 15 minutes into playing freaking Tomb Raider or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I can't get past the stupid level. And because I'm weak of character, I, I give up, and I decide to watch a TV show instead. So... <laughs> I also find that I have a lot less free time. You know, there will there will be a day when um, there will be a day when I'm an empty nester and uh, I'll have the rest of my life to uh, to to kill off. And um, at that point, maybe. But right now, it's just like, man, I just I just there aren't 
there aren't the opportunities to just sit down and just veg on a freaking uh, video game. Like I would, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about that because at some point I'm going to have a lot of time to kill and I'm afraid that video games won't hold my attention. So, uh, no, just, I mean, it's, it's not for, I mean, it's not for everyone. I, I Either know, that or you're going to have arthritis bill. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so can't work the controllers cause I'm old. <laughs> um, before we stop the episode, I wanted to mention, on and by the time this airs maybe all of us would have figured it out by now but i just found out yesterday on disney plus the uh marvel 616 series has dropped oh. eight episodes and it's a documentary series about the marvel universe different aspects of it all of these episodes range from like 40 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes and they're all documentary style and you know, some of them are about toys and then some are about there's literally one called the Marvel method, you know, mm, talking about how to awesome. make. Yeah. And then there's one about cosplaying and there's one about, you know, less known characters in the Marvel universe. There's one about women in the Marvel universe. The first episode is about Japanese huh. Spider-Man, which apparently the, uh, Marvel was TV behind. Series? Yeah. Supiderman. <laughs> apparently Marvel was behind that. Uh, was involved that was, with really? yeah, but anyway, yeah, that so was this, 1980s, I think. I think this it's called Marvel Six One Six, and it's on uh, Disney Plus. I'm gonna watch some. That's awesome. I've uh, I've read uh, a couple of really good reviews saying that this isn't necessarily for everybody, but it's really well done. I think and the three of us would love it. Of, yeah, even if you just kind of piece the, the the article was basically saying, even if you just kind of piecemeal your way, you kind of cherry pick the episodes. Right you'll still have a really good time watching uh, what of it you watch. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I look forward to that, man. Um, yeah. I need some, uh, I need some spare time to do that. Maybe, uh, maybe instead of watching some college football, maybe I'll uh, watch an episode or two of that to the Saturday in the preparation for uh, the big football game tonight. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, I guess to wrap up guys. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. You've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of HHWLOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Leave us a voicemail at 469-298-9739 or an easy way to remember that is Go Wax Type 9. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And I will parrot Brad's salutation to you all. And we'll talk to you next time on Half Hour Wasted. I don't know what that means, Bill. He got one more bird in. Ah, you said parrot.